Thank you. Arigato. The Your Own Pay Podcast Network. Inspiring, motivating, and educating entrepreneurs around the world. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another Your Own Pay Podcast. This is your host, Michael Babcock, and I'm joined with my guest who's joining me every Tuesday, Mr. Demasi Thomas. You can follow me on Twitter at Payon Demasi. How can they follow you on Twitter? Good afternoon, everybody. You can follow me on Twitter at Demasi. So that's D-A-M-A-S-H-E. Go ahead and do that. And his Twitter link in mind will be in the show notes at yourownpay.com forward slash DM2. Now, Demasi, what are we talking about on this episode? So today we're going to be talking all about calendars. And me and Mike both are heavy, heavy calendar users. You should be too. Because if you don't know what you're doing and when you're supposed to be doing it, that's when things start to slip. So uh, all about some calendar management tips here today. And we're ready to get into it. So Mike, what are you using for your calendar service? I am using the G Suite products. And that comes with the Google Calendar. Now, I right now am using the native calendar on iOS as well as the native calendar on OS X. And let me be completely transparent. I was not a calendar person until about February of last year. And my wife purchased me an Apple Watch. And once I got that Apple Watch and had my next calendar event on my wrist at all times, I started implementing my calendar more. So what about you, Demasi? What are you using for your calendars? I'm also using Google's calendar service through the G Suite services. For anybody else out there who may not be using, if you are a Google user, period, you have a free calendar application, free calendaring service there. Uh, iCloud also provides calendar through Apple, Microsoft uh, as well. So uh, you probably already have a calendar that came along with whatever email service you're already using. As Mike said, there are a lot of people who don't use their calendars until they have a reason to. Uh, That's an awesome story, though, Mike, that you started using it once you had your appointments on your wrist and uh, you've come to understand the importance of knowing where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there and what you're supposed to be doing. And that's so true. And for the longest time, it was so difficult for me to get events into my calendar. I got to think about what day of the week is this event going to be on and and can I email this person to get things put together? So we'll talk about tools in this episode to help you with automating that process because Demasi and I are both all about automation. I think that's why we connect so well. I got a tip for you right now, man, that will help you get those appointments into that calendar a whole lot easier. If you're on iOS or on Mac OS, Mike said OS 10 earlier, but uh, we'll forgive him because you know, <laughs> we're all still getting used to the change. But if you're on Mac OS or iOS, unfortunately, these are just Apple platform specific applications. Fantastical is an amazing application. Two things I love about it. First, one, the issue that Mike had is also an issue I used to have, too, as well, getting getting the appointments in the calendar because it takes so long to go through and fill out each individual field, yet you need all that information. Fantastical takes natural language input and processes it and creates your event. Uh, so, for example, if me and Mike are going to schedule a podcast recording session the first Thursday of each month, I could just type that in the Fantastical podcast recording with Michael first Thursday of each month. And it's going to parse that. And whatever the first Thursday of the month happens to be, that appointment is going to show up. And it also give me a quick, easy way to send an invitation to Michael. Now, that's a more complex input. 
But uh, you could just simply say, hey, I have a doctor's appointment next Friday and that will also work. So it's an amazing service. You can also point point it to a location, you know, doctor's appointment at wherever the place may be. One, two, three Main Street. And it's going to also save that information in the correct fields at the correct time. And uh, you're done. It, it is amazingly simple. Now, Demasi, if I chose to use Fantastical on iOS or OS X, does that mean that uh, or iOS or Mac OS, does that mean that I have to not use Google Calendar or does it integrate with Google Calendar so I can get those events on all my devices as well? It will integrate with whatever calendar service you're using. So for us, uh, Google Calendar is still going to work fine. Any other calendar service that you are using. So on iOS, it's going to use whatever calendar service you have already set up through the settings app. On macOS, I almost said OXX then, Mike. <laughs> on macOS, you may have to sign in in the Fantastical app to the calendar service, but it will use any CalDAV supported calendar web service. Mike, another thing that I like about Fantastical as well is that it also will integrate your reminders. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about reminders themselves today, but having all those calendar appointments as well as, you know, little to do's to yourself all in one place are uh, pretty nice. But one problem that I do run into is when you're communicating with somebody and trying to figure out, trying to work out a time to do something, man, you just went through this. Uh, you know, what day are we going to record? What time? Is this time good for you? I don't know. Let me check my calendar. So, you know, there's got to be a tool or something out there that will help make this a little bit easier when you're trying to coordinate with somebody else. There are two tools that come to mind. One is free. One is expensive. There's a free tool that I use, and there are several of these out there. The one that I use, and I do have one gripe about it when it comes to accessibility, uh, is Calendly. Now, what Calendly will let you do is I can send Demasi a link that says, hey, click on this link and figure out what time works best for you. I can go into Calendly and set up schedules. I only want to do podcast recording on Monday, Wednesday, Friday between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. And if Demasi's clicking on a podcast recording link, the only calendar appointments he can book are Monday, Wednesday, Friday between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., even though the rest of my calendar might be free. So what I love about Calendly is they're free. You send people a link and they can book their service. Now, like any other web-based service, they do have a paid option. You can upgrade to get more events and more features, but I've just used the free version. The complaint that I have about Calendly is you can set up your events with voiceover just fine i'll link to the form in the show notes but you can set up your events just fine however for a voiceover user and i haven't tried this on windows you cannot actually turn the events on so when someone clicks on a link they'll see that this event is not active because a voiceover user can't turn it on independently so that's the number one complaint about calendly i have and as i said i'll put a link to the form where we're talking about accessibility issues on calendly in the show notes for today's episode. So the second tool that I use is about $42 a month, and it's a business tool that Demasi actually has experience with. And I'm going to ask you about your experience with this because some people get a bit overwhelmed because they overthink it, and maybe I'm presenting it the wrong way. Demasi and I were emailing about the podcast, and when we determined that we wanted to actually schedule an event on both of our calendars, I carbon copied what I call my assistant. That's Amy, A-M-Y, at x.ai. Now, x.ai is an automated service, not x.com, but x.ai, and it will book calendar events for you. 
So for example, it will look at my Google calendar and say, hey, Demasi, Michael has availability Thursday and Friday between this time and this time. What works best for you? Demasi replies to that email, once again, using natural language, tells Amy, hey, tomorrow works best around 1 p.m. Can we do that? When Demasi emails Amy, she'll check my calendar, verify everything works, and if it does, she'll send out a calendar invitation, which pops up a notification, thank you, Fantastical, and all I do is hit confirm, and then the event is on my wrist. There you go. You said people were having, you know, getting a little overwhelmed with the service. For me, is is honestly, if you take out the, the, the fact that, I mean, I don't think about it, but maybe that's what it is for some people. If you take out the fact that you're dealing with an AI and not actually talking to Michael, you really just respond to the message. Uh, you know, Michael's free at this time, this time. Nope, that day doesn't not work for me at all. I am free, you know, this day and this day. Uh, I get an email back that says, okay, well, Michael has this time available on Wednesday. Does that work? Yep, let's do it. All right, we're done. So it's just like me and Michael were having a conversation about, you know, what time we want to do it. Except, that, you know, Michael's not having to check his calendar and look at it to make sure that this time works because it's being done in the background. And then, all he, like he said, he gets a notification that an event has been created. Does he accept it? And we're off and running. Now, Mike, you mentioned, you know, of course, I know you're like me using Google's calendar. Does this X.AI service work with any other calendar services? So it's interesting you bring that up. X.AI works right now with they are working with Google Calendar and Office 365 for Business. One of the caveats that I have with this service is Amy can book appointments for me all day long as long as my events that I'm doing during the day are in my Google Calendar. And Demasi, you might have a way to get around this. If not, then maybe our listeners do. My wife and I use iCal to keep our family doctor's appointments and other events in sync. Now, Admittedly, we probably should move the family to Google Calendar because that's what I'm using for business. But right now, that's what's working best for us, uh, for our workflow. The only drawback is at this time, X.AI does not integrate with iCal. So it is possible that Amy could book an event for me that is free on my Google Calendar, but is taken up on my family calendar. So just be aware of that. That has happened to me twice. However, I'm getting to be better with that because you can also shoot Amy an email real quick that says, hey, Amy, by the way, I'm unavailable Wednesday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. So whenever we add a new family calendar event, I just have to remember to shoot Amy an email so she doesn't book anything then too. So I have an idea about that because I'm using family sharing through Apple. So we have a family calendar that we use for doctor's appointments for the kids, things like that. One thing that you could try to do if you would like to keep that workflow intact instead of shifting everything over to Google Calendar is get the there should be either a way to share that calendar with your Google account like just share it with your your Google email and add it to your Google Calendar and have it also show up there or you may be able to grab a link that will let you subscribe to that calendar so that you can see the events there and just add that to Google Calendar. Uh, be sure in your calendar app that you turn off the Google version of it so you're not seeing double events, but that may actually solve the problem because then that way Amy will be able to see those events because they're in your Google Calendar service. That way you don't have to either move everybody over because that can be a pain. Wives and, and family members hate when you move them off what they're used to. And it'll take a little headache out for you to have to remember to email her and say, hey, I'm not free between two and three on this day. 
I don't even know why I didn't think about subscribing to the calendar. But as you were saying that, I was looking it up on X.ai's website because it's one of those things that sometimes I will get into my workflow and then I won't look up how to simplify it because it's working for me. And I just looked it up and that's exactly what they say to do. Subscribe to the calendar in Google and then Amy won't double book you. And yeah, I am like that as well. You get into your workflow. Things are working. So, you know, you don't necessarily look at simplifying it until somebody hits you over the head. It's like, hey, you know, you could do this. Oh, gee. Yeah. Save me 30 minutes. Awesome. Well, Demasi, it's been awesome chatting with you about calendars today. And hopefully we've helped you, the listener, realize that you don't have to be guessing where you're supposed to be every hour of the day. Before we conclude this episode, do you have anything else you want to share, Demasi? Start using your calendar. Whether you use a paid service, a paid app, a free app, uh, you use your voice assistant or your mobile device to add appointments, using your calendar will definitely make you more efficient, more productive, and uh, make your life a little easier because you can see what those free blocks of time are. Implement some sort of automation into it. Stop doing everything manually. This has been a Your Own Pay podcast. Head on over to yourownpay.com forward slash DM2 to get links to any apps or services we mentioned in today's episode. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Your Own Pay podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay podcast, yourownpay.com.